0: Good
1: evening, Wisconsin.
0: How's it going, Paul?
1: Well, um, it's going a little better than it was going last time we talked. Yeah. Um, so, so from one perspective, at least.
0: Yeah, the zombie Trump care is again, it's once again, it's, it's again been buried.
1: It got defeated, uh, it's fourth for the fourth time the fourth that we time. thought it was defeated. Um, it's now defeated.
0: Yeah, well, at least for now.
1: Right. They do have to go back to the drawing board. Um, they can go back to the drawing board. Um, they, they can. But they now truly have to go back to the drawing board. Yes. Because of the, uh, reconciliation rules. Yeah. They so, those instructions right before actually President Trump was inaugurated. Yes. They did it
0: in early January. It was one of the first things they did in the new Congress. So. Reconciliation instructions. Those are
1: expiring on December 30th. 30th. And unless they decide to really pull a freak move and uh, call a vote and get 50 plus one votes.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, 50 plus 50 10. plus 10, yeah. Which yeah, I don't see how that happening. It's so they, not happening. Yeah. So they, I mean, they were going to hold a vote on this uh, on this uh, new incarnation, the uh, the Graham Cassidy Johnson Heller concoction. Pretty much, I don't, I would say it, it was probably the worst. Version the worst of them all. Of of, uh, well, aside from like straight repeal, which would you know leave us back, you know, to skinny repeal, yeah. Where we were, what about skinny repeal?
1: Was it worse than skinny repeal?
0: Perhaps just because, uh, well, that was just kind of a shell of a bill, yeah. Actually, I think it was worse.
1: I think actually, it was worse than skinny repeal because skinny repeal didn't really do anything about Medicaid,
0: true, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's it's uh, I mean, it's, it's all bad, right? So, right. But, uh, this one was gonna, it was gonna send, uh, basically everything back to the states in the form of block grants and then, with long term, uh, given how cash strapped states are, they would just make bad decisions and the protections for pre-existing conditions would go away. And I mean, we, we know where this is gonna go or where, right. it, was, where it would end up. So, today's Um, September 26th, and again, the deadline was what? September 30th, 30th. so... I think I
1: mentioned it earlier, I just didn't want to say it myself. Yeah,
0: so this Saturday, basically, is the deadline. So, yeah, what sealed it was, uh, as we talked about last week, Rand Paul, John McCain came out against it, and Susan Collins came out against it uh, the other day. And, uh, and if it had come to a vote, uh, I think the fear was, and the reason why they didn't want to hold the vote, I think, I think the vote tally probably would have been worse than the last time. Cause I think Murkowski would have voted against it, uh, which would have been four votes. And then there was rumors that, he, well, Ted Cruz even was not a yes vote, decided he wasn't a yes vote. And then he even, pulled Mike Lee into it when he made his statement. So so you could have potentially had six or seven or more votes. Uh, you could have had some hemorrhaging. No, are all onto
1: each other now. The thing is, de- defeat's an orphan. Right. What is it? Success of the Thousand Fathers. Yeah. Something like that. Um, which, which is interesting because uh, September 30th, which is the deadline to pass this under the reconciliation requirements, was my daughter's um, due date. Oh, yeah. She was early. So she, um, Eleanor uh, Sickle, is the first in our family to ever be um, on time or early for any <laughs> major event, including her birth.
0: Well, good for her. I was born two <laughs> weeks late in the pack.
1: Yeah, so you know it's the 21st century. It's time for something new. Mix and, it up. You know, even changing the family traditions, I I gotta give Eleanor some credit.
0: So yeah, so that's where we stand with healthcare right now. Now the rumors are going to move on to tax reform. Trump put out a statement today that he wanted, you know, he wants to lower the corporate tax rate down to 20%. And then the other thing was what they're talking about doing in Congress is potentially doubling the standard deduction and then raising the individual, the the lowest tax rate from 10 to 12. Which is going to be a tough political sell because even if you're doubling the standard deduction, you're, not, I, like, raising, raising the rate from 10 to 12. That's just, that's, uh, that's probably going to be but dicey. What I love
1: about Scott Stearns is that. This is a man who could make wonkiness sound
0: easy. <laughs> sound interesting?
1: Yeah. Good job. I mean, Thanks. I wasn't even following that debate. Yeah. And I get a little wonky myself from time to time. And no. it was good. Never. Well. <laughs> so. So from success to uh, outright fear. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, North Korea mm-hmm. and the United States uh, continuing to raise uh, rhetoric against each other. Yeah. And... I, you know I can't stand North Korea and I'm gonna be wrong um, I'm not sure though our president has taken the right approach yeah. to handle what is obviously a hostile aggressive threat
0: a dicey situation right.
1: I mean President Bush called President George W Bush called North Korea part of the axis of evil you know he' not wrong President Obama. Certainly had his hands full dealing with North Korea. Well, we've been and dealing with this for generations. Versus, obviously,
0: right. the, the the North Korean regime is, uh, is 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 a unique animal. The I only think. recent president that I remember dealt with them successfully,
1: really, in a crisis was in a crisis was uh, President Bill Clinton. Yeah, In 94, They started talking about putting a nuclear tipped missile mm-hmm. and, and you know aimed at Seattle. This is in the early 90s when this came up. Mm -hmm. And many would say that the deal failed. That said, um, one of the things that really helped lead us to this, as I recall, is that the U.S. um, withdrew from the comprehensive uh, test ban treaty in 2002 under President uh, George W. Bush. Right. and Remember that? Yeah, like the sunset. I believe we were in that treaty for 40 years before then. And President yeah. Bush withdrew us from it because he wanted to push Star Wars. But what it did was it gave North Korea a license to start rebuilding its arsenal. Yeah. And uh, what was ironic was during this Bush's reelection, the debate he got schooled on was the foreign policy debate against John Kerry yeah and, and to, Kerry was you know, almost for, done for that election, and Bush just looked lost, listless, lost, debating Kerry on foreign policy, and all of a sudden the polls tightened for for quite a while, right almost till uh, election day and Bush you know narrowly squeaked out his re-election. Well
0: yeah, I mean it's, it's just it, 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 I think it kind of shook the confidence of a lot of people that. When they, when they uh, looked at uh, Bush, is kind of a deer in the headlights when it came to right. um, that that level of foreign policy engagement. So now imagine
1: uh, if that happened today.
0: Yeah. Oh. Boy. With the current president,
1: oh. uh, Republican president uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean, really, like. He, but he wouldn't probably give that loss the headlights look. Maybe that's why he's so popular. No, he would,
0: he would just go off. and With some crazy bluster. Uh, well, he, he would just default to his uh, safety zone, which is just talking about his, his electoral college victory and and, right. and how many people show up as his last rally. As much as I couldn't stand
1: George uh, W. Bush, his deer in the headlights look was an honest look. <laughs> yes. It was a... I care about the outcome of this question, right? and I want to get and this right, I want to do right, and I don't know the answer, so now that bothers me and stresses me, whereas right.
0: Donald J. Trump couldn't give a flying fuck. No, he would just be like, he would just fly off a handle, and he, he couldn't care less about actually learning from, from the
1: question he was just posed.
0: So, You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right on that. Well, thank you, Scott.
1: Um, you know, so I mean, this is a little bit important because I mean, North Korea uh, recently is talking about the thermonuclear atmospheric tests. We know they have some major capabilities with weapons. Yeah. Uh, oh, we, based
0: on our, on our limited intelligence, yes. We
1: we don't know that they
0: can strike any target effectively. But um, they have. But they have basically said that uh, that the U.S. has declared war on them. Based on the tweets of Donald Trump, or so. his or his speech saying we'll
1: just totally destroy North Korea, Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> which does vi- potentially violates the Geneva Convention. In some ways, it could be tantamount to uh, threat of genocide. genocide? Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Jinx by makeup, right?
0: I mean, no, but that's it's a, it's a worrisome it's a worrisome situation because I mean, I think initially it may have seemed. Innocent, like okay, there's there's these two guys just kind of sizing each other up on, on on online or putting out statements. And you mean Trump and King, Kim Kim Jong? Yeah, right. I mean, it, I mean, it's just you just you it Wouldn't you just want to stick the two of them in a room and be like, all right, just put your hands up against one another and just figure out who's is bigger, you know? And, and then maybe we can all move on from this. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's, just it's just it's just it's pretty juvenile what we've been witnessing. Uh, this, I mean, this is this is where we're at with foreign policy. Yeah, this, the this problem is we all have to it. live in this world. I, I know that's well. That's, that's these guys want to blow it up, right? And, and practically is what it sounds like. So the word, the, the thing that you worry about is the problem is that I'm
1: comparing the president of the United States, Kim Jong Un. What? I mean, the only thing I'm happy about is that I've like pronounced his name correctly. I believe twice. I think you're. I think in the last from, two from, from minutes from on this podcast.
0: Through all this positioning, I guess you could call it, you worry about us just kind of ending up in a conflict by default because you run out of options at some point. I, I, I saw a good interview today with uh, Peggy Noonan, who was you know right uh, Reagan speechwriter. Yes, and uh, you know definitely don't uh, see eye to eye with her on a lot of issues, but uh, or but almost she, any, probably not. But she, uh, she she's questioning uh, Trump's whole approach to foreign policy and, and one of her uh, things that she brought up was you don't you don't put your enemy into, into a corner. what you want to do is you don't want to like basically eliminate any options from their from their arsenal. So you want them to start questioning their own decisions so that they make better choices and that's and, that, and that's definitely something that this president is not doing. He's he's belittling uh, Kim Jong Un and he's and he's calling him out and saying like yeah we're gonna we're gonna eliminate him soon if he doesn't uh, do the right thing all, all that it's it's playground politics but it's but the implications are so much more dire it, they
1: are and it's really it's uh. horrifying and I I think that um. But back to what Peggy Noonan was saying—you don't back yeah. them and do a corner. no.
0: You have to, you have to give your enemy options, and that, which is exactly what happened during the Cold War. So
1: um, it's been set on this program before. I happen to be a labor organizer mm-hmm. and um, also a rep and a representative. And I've been involved in contract negotiations with con- with companies that do not want to deal with their unions, yep. even uh, non-profit companies. And one of the things that's come up as a constant theme that I was taught a long, long, long time ago, uh, about 15 years ago when I first started, yeah. was that you always have to give the boss, and I'm on the labor side. So we view the boss as a more oppressive force, and I would argue that most people listening to this podcast would see the boss as the one with the power, most of the power, at least with the concentrated power. Um, The workers have power, but it takes a lot for them to organize it. But when you want to settle a contract, you always have to give the boss a chance to save face. Yep. So Kim Jong-un has a hydrogen bomb he may have the capability of. he may not aim them right but i guarantee you it could cause a lot of harm to america and american american interests. probably hundreds of thousands if not millions of deaths
0: yeah
1: um i mean if you're talking about the electromagnetic pulse attack he could in theory shut down the
0: country for um, so basically time if there's a there's a way out of this thing then there has to be a there has to be a third way. And, there has to be and, a way to and, save face. And, and, there always
1: has to be. Yeah, there had to be with the U.S. and the Soviet Union. Yep. there has to be with Kim Jong Un. Yeah. It doesn't help that the Chinese probably prop him up, and the Russians to some extent do so. Yeah, as well. But it also doesn't Less help that our so, president but, yeah. is constantly back, backing the guy into a corner. Right, and is in. You know, maybe he's in bed with the Russians, but. You know what? What ultimately this is going to lead to is the Russians. Even if they do sort of share his interests, I think the Russians are just going to try to take advantage of it. But well, of course. We well, really I mean,
0: it, from their point of view, the, the best it's in their best interest to, to sow chaos. Actually. Trump's
1: basically um, he is like a scared dog, and he's irrational. That's another other part of the, the the equation that I really fear. Is that I'm not sure. Our interests are now being directed by rational actors. Well, I
0: mean, you, well, well, neither, like what's the stop? Neither, Trump from neither from of these two are actors cheap. are rational. I guess that's what we can really say. It's like Kim Jong Un and Donald Trump are not rational the actors. Fact that our and that's what creates on the anxiety. As <laughs> Kim Jong Un, yes. If you were forming the model UN at your local school and you had like a, a pick of the litter and then Kim Jong Un and Donald Trump were in your mix, the, I, don't think, I don't think those would be the two guys you would sign up right to kind of get stuff done. Fuck Trump. Trump.
1: Okay, Scott. Who do you like for
0: governor of Wisconsin? So Assuming we live to that point
1: in uh, November 2018.
0: So, Kathleen Weinhout finally announced today. So that's, uh, that's I believe that's uh, is that the fifth formally announced candidate? I believe.
1: No, I think it's like eighth.
0: I don't. No, this okay, good. Bob Harlow. Yeah, that's
1: one. Andy Gronick is two. Tony Evers is three. Dana Wachs is four. And McCabe McCabe is five. Okay, she's,
0: and she's, she's at least six. I think she's six. I think that's it. Um, There's a lot of people that have.
1: Uh, you sure? Yeah. I think that, that could be. I think we're missing at least one.
0: I don't think so. I mean, they're probably forgettable options, but well, sure I, I, I
1: think we're missing at least one.
0: So Kathy Vinehout, um she's uh, you know she's been in the state legislature for a while. um And uh, she's run for governor before. But uh, I don't know. 4% in the recall. Right. But that was uh, was stacked against her. So I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I watched
1: her announcement video. We did. We watched it before the podcast. We actually watched it. I I think that every um, statewide election is probably going to be stacked against her. Yeah. After watching that. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Um, On the other hand, I saw Dana Watts speak this weekend. Yeah. And um pretty boring. <laughs> yeah. Not gonna rally some crowds? Is that weird? He has all the personality of Tom Barrett and then a little less. Okay. And with less of a constituency. I think didn't you say he was he was like the up
0: north but the up north Tom Barrett? Yeah.
1: <laughs> with, with like fewer people behind him. I don't I don't see it. Yeah. I mean he was telling us about how he was gonna get the up north vote and mm-hmm. win the election because he did the regular amount of voters in Madison, Milwaukee, and of course he's speaking in Milwaukee, and and he do really well in Green Bay, and as he's telling the, us this, I'm on my smartphone watching the Packers tie the game and going into overtime, and I'm thinking to myself, there's no way this guy is going to do well in Green Bay. Yeah. Um, he's speaking about politics during the middle of a fucking Packer game, a really close one, too. An important one. I, I almost want to be like, Representative Walks, I'm from Green Bay. I know Green Bay. And frankly, you're you no candidate to win Green Bay.
0: Yeah. You wanted. <laughs>
1: I really did. I mean, and by the way, the Packers just tied the score and are going into overtime.
0: FYI. As you were boring F- us. FYI. Get so it.
1: it'll be just like Barrett, like in 10 and 12. It'll be just like Burke in 14. It'll be the same, the same Mr. 46%. Yeah. Like, like actually, he'd probably take a percent or two off because it'll piss off all the Packer fans.
0: So what do we <laughs> think about Annie Gronick now?
1: Well, there, there's a loss of life. 44. Crazy. I think that's a safety. Yeah, he's
0: going nowhere. Yeah, he's going nowhere. He's so hurry. I don't think uh, I think we could probably basically check him off the list. Yeah,
1: he's off. Um, so now we're down uh, Harlow and Walks,
0: Mike McCabe, Mike McCabe and Tony Evers, Tony Evers. Yeah, that's not a very exciting group of. I don't, know. I, I, I don't know what I think. It remains to be seen. I'm, I'm going to keep my eye on Vinehout, though. I think, I mean, I think her, I think her resume. I think it's interesting. I think her background is interesting. The Malin Mitchell needs to run. He's the only one I can imagine yeah. now having the chance.
1: Wax will probably come out as one of the strongest ones. Mm-hmm. Vinehout will be in there too.
0: If Malin announces, I mean, he could, uh, he, uh, he could mix it up
1: and Evers, yeah, I mean, they have
0: some. I mean, well, I mean, Evers, Evers has the uh, the resume of being the statewide candidate because he's he's run for superintendent.
1: Man, one's more boring yeah. than the next. <laughs> I mean, Vinyl's
0: yeah. a little interesting, but not
1: really. She's very inarticulate. Yeah, not that I'm that articulate. But I look at who's, look at
0: who's president. Do you really need to be the more most articulate person in the in the, the world? The
1: president's a celebrity. This is true, and he always was. Wow! So yeah, I hope Malin gets in because I, I Malin Mitchell, president of the firefighters union, I think he would have some appeal. Well, I think
0: he would stir the, he, he would stir it up. I mean that that's the thing, it? and maybe it, maybe that's what we need. I mean, there needs to there needs to be a very competitive primary this next go around because we've we've had we've had multiple elections against Scott Walker where we basically had an anointed candidate every yeah. time. Yeah, there's been there's been kind of token opposition, right? But the, the 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 resources and and the and the party have gone pretty much behind a single candidate. So
1: obviously we had the Alabama thing.
0: So Alabama, yes, there was a uh, there, there was a Senate primary tonight to to succeed uh, the, the seat formerly held by Jeff Sessions, currently held on an interim basis by Luther Strange, <laughs> who is now running for. A permanent spot in the Senate um, and he got clobbered. He's, he's done. He's he got he Roy won. Moore who was the former Supreme Court the Justice. The Ten Commandments guy. The Ten Commandments guy. Uh, yeah, who also he, he tried to
1: like get uh, gay marriage get invalidated it, at the state he level. He basically
0: equated like it to bestiality and uh, yeah. So that's so he's gonna be if he becomes the new U.S. senator, he's gonna kind of be the new nut. I, th- I think we keep on moving the bar, whereas it used to be that uh, you know I think well in Sessions I think we used to be considered one of the nuts, but uh, then it was Ted Cruz and then maybe maybe Mike Lee. Now it's gonna be Roy Moore. We're just gonna keep keep on moving moving this thing further and further to see like how cr- how much crazy can we have in the U.S. Senate? The right. place. The place that was supposed to be the, you know, it's the most deliberative body, and it's supposed to be like the cooling saucer on tyranny in terms of the U.S. government. Yeah, the Senate is becoming a crazy place with lefting guys like this.
1: Yeah. Well, um, so will more win? Probably.
0: I mean, uh, Alabama. Well, it's Alabama, and I don't think any Democrat uh, in a statewide election has gotten more than like what thirty eight percent in either presidential or senatorial races. Thirty nine or forty. Hillary um, had like thirty four in last year. I mean, it's it's hasn't obviously been ideal territory for Democrats. They do have a a candidate that you know could be competitive, and we'll see. Uh, Doug Jones is a former US attorney. He's running so we'll see uh, if any resources get thrown his way in the weeks to come. I, I believe the general elections in December so they've got some time oh, wow. got a, they, they have wait, a few months wait, wow. yeah it's a, it's a little ways out. It would
1: take a, a huge turnout for, for the Democrats yeah. to
0: compete. I think uh, it would well it, would, it require it would require a lot of Democratic turnout and probably a suppressed Republican turnout right which, which is that
1: big. might happen.
0: You got a little time maybe you could do some convincing. Yeah. Maybe 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 you can talk to some you know some people in in Alabama and, and say, "Hey, you maybe a Republican, but do you really want does Roy Moore really represent your idea of what a Republican is?" I paper,
1: in an off-year uh, election or a special election, you would expect the Republican to garner around 800,000 votes all things equal. Yeah. In Alabama, and uh, Hillary got seven hundred twenty-nine thousand votes. Obama was right around eight hundred thousand both times.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I mean, they're, they're, it, there's so a possi- it it. There's so a possibility that I mean there there may the be Republican. a lower turnout. I yeah, mean, I mean, yeah. Gi- given given that the yeah. they really haven't accomplished anything in the Senate this year, it's of of note anyway. Um, so maybe that maybe that depresses turnout or. The other thing is, I mean, is the is the more the more nomination a reaction to that? I mean, the fact that they haven't gotten anything done. I well, mean, it probably I, is. So, um,
1: I, yeah, it probably is. And I mean, the, let's keep it in perspective. You got two hundred forty thousand votes. Yeah, and so we're talking about it. Looks like Democrat, like just on paper, can get at least five or six hundred thousand votes. Yeah, um, the, the Republican. Should be able to, in, in an election like this, get up to about 800,000, maybe even 900,000. The yeah. question is, um, does more turn off enough people that it stays closer to 700,000, and then can the Dems turn out some people? Sure. If that happens, well, then you may flip the seat. But it's, 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 well, they, it, it's it seems it's, unlikely. It's, it seems less it's, likely than the Brewers winning the division. Right now. No, no but way. on the other hand, it's not. It's it's better than winning a lottery. Oh, of
0: course, of course, you know, <laughs> yeah, it, of course it, it is. But uh, no, it's. I mean, they have a little bit of time. It's not like the general is happening in a couple weeks. So we'll see. We'll see what kind of strategy they put together.
1: When a pitcher bats in the National League, do you just like stop watching because no. know the guy's going to make it out?
0: No, you yeah. know that there's there's going to be that time.
1: They bat about one. 120, which means there's a 12% chance they'll get hate.
0: And you want to, and you want to be there watching it when it happens.
1: Uh, yeah, so. I mean, if if it was like a zero percent chance of them getting hate, you wouldn't watch it. But it's a 12% chance, so it's worth just checking out.
0: Well, I think we've got uh I we've got another one in the books tonight. This is there episode number uh, 27. 27. Pretty
1: good. Pretty, pretty good. good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah.
0: All right. Forward. Forward.